and welcome back to When in Romance, where we get to talk about romance novels for a long time, every time. This time is the last time that we're going to be doing all recommendations all the time this year. Uh, I am Jess. And I am Trisha, and that was beautifully put, Jess. Why, thank you. And we are recording on Tuesday, November 21st, 2023. Uh, That's right, Tuesday, because Thursday is a busy day for everybody else. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fair. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And also, we were also just very excited to talk to all of you about your recommendation requests. Yes, we were. Yes, we were. So, yeah, I think it's... (laughs) You're, it's cautiously optimistic of you, Jess, and I appreciate you setting us up for success by saying this is our last record because I think we've got like six or seven to get through. So I think uh, I appreciate your optimism that we're going to be able to do it all today. <laughs> I think we can. I think yes. we can. Yes. Um, how are you? Are you doing all right? I am doing all right. It it finally feels like uh, a different temperature here. Um I'm not going to say it feels like winter because winter in Arizona, well, winter in Southern Arizona is uh, not really a thing, but I am enjoying this sweater or light jacket weather. How are you, Trisha? I'm good. I'm actually in Memphis for the week of Thanksgiving. Um, A friend and I spend Thanksgiving in like a random location every year. And so this year we're in Memphis and it has been wonderful um and i would highly recommend memphis to anyone it's a little cloudy today but it's supposed to clear up tomorrow uh yeah and if folks are thinking about going to memphis want a few recommendations i'm only like three days in but i have probably (laughs) more recommendations than is responsible at this point so (laughs) let me know i will also say and i i was saying this to you just before we record this is also like my most stressful episode of the year because it's our second of the recommendation request episodes. And I always feel like I have not found exactly the right book for all of the people. So Mm -hmm. in order to assuage my anxiety, I'm going to ask everyone who is listening to pay extra attention to (laughs) all of our requests this week, because if you have them and we don't hit on something that you're excited about, please don't hesitate to let us know. So that was, that was true last week. It continues to be true this week. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we are, excited to hear what we don't know about right like we're excited to learn about what we don't know yet yes we are i was gonna say i shouldn't speak for you jess you tend to know all of the things so I don't <laughs> you're for funny you. <laughs> you're so funny uh, well to relax us before we get in why don't you tell me what you have been reading aside from all of the books that you need to read for this episode of when it yes happens. Yes, I um, started listening to Business or Pleasure by Rachel Lynn Solomon earlier today. So I'm probably about three hours in because I listened to it at 1.75 speed. So it's a little easier to get to that point. And um, it is about a ghostwriter and the actor whose memoir she's been hired to write. Um, but the day before they let her know that she has been hired to do this, she um, meets him at a bar and they get out of there and have the worst sex of her life. Oh no, that is not where I thought that was going. I thought I knew Mm -hmm. and I was wrong. I thought I knew Mm -hmm. and I was wrong. So where I am, I like, in the car, I almost sat in the car for a little bit longer because I wanted to hear the rest of the conversation where she had to admit to him that the reason everything is so weird between them is because she didn't tell him that he was bad at sex. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an awkward conversation, in fairness. In fairness. It really is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like a famous actor. He's beloved. Yeah. Like, it's just, oh, man. So yeah, I'm I'm really enjoying myself. I think this might be the first Rachel and Solomon book that I've read. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's well, been on my list for years, so it's exciting. And now she's on all of her lists because right of maybe some relatable content. So, 
Uh, that sounds delightful. I will say the book that I am, I'm actually not reading it yet because again, we do a lot of reading for these episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. So I haven't gotten there yet, but I am very excited about a book that's coming out as you are listening to this, assuming as always that you listen to it the day it publishes on November 27th. Tomorrow, a book by Sabrina Soul called The Cowboy Whisperer is coming out. It is the second mm-hmm. book in Sabrina's Rancho Lindo series that started. I know I'm, I'm sure I talked earlier this year about Second Chance at Rancho Lindo. This is a mm-hmm. cowboy romance series uh, based, I believe, in California. I could be wrong about that. No, I'm almost sure. I think it's in California. Um, mm-hmm. And it is a series of like five brothers. It's like so many of the romance things that you know and love. <laughs> five brothers who are all cowboys, who are all on a ranch, and like they all have the different personalities. And I really loved the first book in this series. And I also, I don't know if there has ever been a series where I have loved the first book the most. Mm-hmm. that's probably a conversation for another episode when we don't have as many wrecks to get to, but I think <laughs> there's so much world building and establishment that has to be done in the first book that it is really challenging to make a first book in a series great. And the fact mm-hmm. that I loved the first book in this series so much makes me even more excited to read the others. Um, so again, that is the cowboy whisperer by Sabrina soul coming out within, if, if it is not out by the time you're listening to this, it will be out within like, 12 hours so get excited um and they tease these characters a little bit in the first book so you might be excited about them but i am so looking forward to getting back into the uh sabrina soul cowboy series so yeah so that's where i'm not reading yet but i'm excited to be reading it by the time we we talk to each other next that's exciting and i'm excited that when i finally get to the rancho lindo book (laughs) books there will be more than one for me to read exactly who knows Jess? by the time you get there there might be three or four we don't know right you take your time it's more than likely you take your time all right um so that's what we've been reading and what we will be reading relatively soon is the book for our when in romance book club woo (laughs) Just remember um, that in January, we will be talking about The Princess and the Grilled Cheese Sandwich by Dea Muniz. Um, It is a graphic novel and it uh, skews younger, but it is still going to be delightful, I'm sure, for all of us. And I'm excited to talk about it. Same. I think it will be a really good opportunity for us to visit a couple of subgenres that we don't talk about that often which are YA and graphic novel and um it's gonna be a really fun way I think to start out 2024 mm-hmm. all right one more quick note before we pop over to an ad break and that is to remind all of you that it is happening we're bringing paperbacks get it mm-hmm. I feel like that is a joke mm-hmm. for the millennials in the group mm-hmm. if you don't get it consult a millennial in your area uh, but we are <laughs> book Riot is bringing paperbacks whether you hate carrying around bulky hardcovers you're on a budget you want a wider range of recommendations or all of the above you can now get a paperback subscription from TBR created for you by one of our bibliologists you can also gift uh, and you might want to because the holidays are coming get all the details at mytbr.co that's mytbr.co and i will just say just like i legitimately think that this is kind of a game changer because i have had multiple folks on my holiday lists that either don't read like that love backlist but don't read ebooks or Mm -hmm. um that like i honestly for romance readers the hard book like hardback you know, Mm -hmm. variety of TBR can be a little bit of a challenge just because there's not that many romance books that get published that way. And so I'm like really genuinely very, very excited about this new option in TBR. And I would recommend that people check it out, especially if you're trying to gift for someone that you love or honestly gift for yourself. Live your best life, everybody. If you want a surprise box of books and you read romance, like the paperback option is the way to go. Yeah. There's not honestly much, and I know I'm biased, but like there's not much better that you're going to do because <laughs> we know the people who are filling these orders and they are wonderful. Yep, so they are. 
All right. We're going to get to our um, maybe last, we think, set of <laughs> reading recs in just a second. But first, we are going to take a break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. One of our favorite emails that we got that was also, frankly, a little bit challenging came from Sarah. Mm -hmm. And um, I will actually read this email, Jess, because I think you might have better and more recs than I do. So um, Sarah said they are a longtime listener, but just now catching up after a year long break from reading. Very relatable, Sarah. I get it. Sarah has one recommendation request for them and one for a friend. Um, so for Sarah, they are looking for books about demisexual and non-binary people. They would love if one main character was both, but understand that's hard to find, uh, in general sapphic or women loving women is the vibe they're going for. They have no preference on spice level, uh, no preference in terms of tropes, no content warnings off the table. Although they are absolutely opposed to retellings again, very relatable, Sarah. I get it. Uh, particularly, <laughs> they mentioned that they will throw another Pride and Prejudice retelling out the window. <laughs> Deeply relatable. And like Trisha, I cannot do present tense. Hell yes, Sarah. I get it. I am with you. I understand. Um, I will first say, I believe we talked a little bit in our last episode about some of the ace demi questions that we got. And so I don't know how much we got into Demi characters last time around. All of that to say, this was, I think Jess, and you should certainly correct me if I'm wrong. I think this was like the major theme of our mm -hmm. questions that we got this time around was people looking for ace and demisexual main characters. And so if you did not listen to the last episode and you have one of these questions, I would encourage you to revisit. Um, but for today and for the meantime, Jess, what would you recommend for Sarah? Okay. I had this moment of panic think uh, about the first book I want to recommend because I did read it and I did enjoy it, which made me like worry for half a second that it was in present tense, but it is not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that was Love and Other Disasters by Anita Kelly. Um, and you all who are regular pod listeners know that I, I, I stand Anita Kelly hard, um, yes. and their books are just some of the best out there. And, um, so I went first for the non-binary person, um, who is one of the main characters in Love and Other Disasters. And this is a cooking book. I hope that you are okay with a reality cooking show. I know that some people might be a little burnt out, but this one is great. Um, and it's about London and Dahlia, who are both contestants on the show. And they, it's a romance novel. So they, it, things happen and thing, things happen. Yeah. Um, but London, um, I am sure brings some inspiration from Anita Kelly's own experience. Um, and I think that if you are looking for a really good, really grounded non-binary character, that um, Love and Other Disasters is a great place to start. You could also, I'm going to throw in a bonus Anita Kelly recommendation, Sing Anyway. Um, oh, yeah is a novella the first in their moonlighters trilogy and it is so good it's so heartwarming and lovely and i cannot remember if it is in present tense or not but honestly you won't care mm -hmm. <laughs> you yeah. won't care it is so lovely um so that that's the first uh double recommendation that i have yeah and i will say in that realm of like you won't care I, so I, maybe 
Sarah, you will feel like I failed you a little bit on this, but stick with me. I uh, was looking into this. We, we asked some of our Book Riot friends about their favorite recommendations. And one that came up multiple times was Kiss Her Once for Me by Alison Cochran. And uh, again, this is a, um, I believe one of the main characters in this is Ace. And so uh, I think it might be a good fit. It is first person present tense. So I know that sounds exactly like what you told us you did not want. But <laughs> if you are anything like me, you will find first person present tense a little bit more manageable than third person present tense. So I didn't want to not bring it up just in case. Um, and it was actually P.N. Hinton who does the um, Kissing Books newsletter at this point who, who recommended that one. So I would say at least take a quick look, see if it's the right fit. Something to think about. The other that I will mention is a book that it was honestly my favorite of 2023. I wrote it up for Book Riot. Um, it's a book called Role Playing by Kathy Yardley. It doesn't fit your sapphic um, part of your request, but one of the characters is demisexual, uh, also bisexual. And I I love this book so much that I honestly kind of don't even know how much it like how to talk about it, you know, like how you really love a book and you're like, I'm not going to do it justice. So I feel like kind of a jerk even trying, but, um, it, it's a book by, it's about two main characters who are both actually living in rural Washington state, which relatable content again, uh, <laughs> and they are both. So one of them is in their late forties. The other one is 50. And there's a male main character who is, trying to figure out like doesn't actually know that demisexuality exists and starts to kind of learn about it from the other main character. He has not had a lot of sexual partners because of his demisexuality and you know, whatever other reasons um, he's by. And I think it's just, if you're looking for a book that is very gentle, but also kind and unflinching about the exploration of sexuality, I think this is a really good one. I like both of these characters very, very much. And I like where they land. It feels very realistic. Um, it starts out kind of as a gamer romance. I don't care about gaming, but I still love this book so much, which is what I wrote about it in our best mm -hmm. of 2023 list. Uh, so it is worth, again, it is not sapphic. So I understand if it's not exactly what you're looking for, but I would encourage you to check it out anyway, in case it turns out to be a good fit. So something to at least at least check into um, if it seems like it might be right for you. So that again is role-playing by Kathy Yardley. And then I have one more and I am going to be straight up and tell you that I did not finish this book um, because as Trisha mentioned, we have a lot of reading to do for some of these episodes. Yeah. And I just wanted to like get, get a, a hand on it to make sure that the writing was interesting, that it wasn't full of, uh, errors and that kind of thing and that it was actually what I was looking for and uh, I think I found a book that you if you like historical romance um, will really enjoy it's called The Flowers of Time by A.L. Wester and it is an 18th century exploration romance featuring a person who is definitely non-binary and possibly demisexual or like somewhere on the grayscale. Um, and the woman that they end up kind of having to help survive in this, this age of exploration and help find the thing that she's looking for. Um, that is not the best uh, explanation of this story, but the main things you need to know, historical romance, uh, non-binary person who goes, who solely goes by the name Jones. Um, and, and a lovely woman who is looking for something. So I think if you read more deeply about it, it might be something that matches your interests very clear, closely. Excellent. And Sarah, do let us know if you don't get the number of demisexual romances that you're looking for, because we did poke around with some of our colleagues at Book Riot and folks had others. So uh, let us know. We can share some more. 
Um, Sarah was also kind enough to ask for their friend for mm -hmm. romances about van life. So, quote, the ideal book would feature a woman and a trans man, but any sexuality and gender pairing would be fine also. And a book specifically about van life would be great. Sarah has found uh, several cross-country road trips, but nothing specifically about living on the road. And Sarah's friend prefers very spicy books, but the subject matter is more important than the spice level. Jess, I am going to largely defer to you on this one. Uh, I think you maybe did a little bit more checking around. I know that you've got at least one that we both love very much, but I'm going to, I'm going to see what you got. All right. Well, I'm going to start with the one that we love very much because um, I think even though it is not specifically about van life, um, I thought it was going to be a bonus, but I think it will really be something that your friend enjoys. Um, and it is, it is it reverb. Like fits all of this. It fits. It fits so well. And it's Reverb by Anna Zabo. It's the third book in their um, Twisted Wishes series. And it's not about van life, but the two people do live on the road. They're, um, one is a musician and the other is her bodyguard. And they, they um, are living the nomadic life on tour. Um, but very key is the fact that she is a cis woman and he is a trans man. And their interactions are incredibly spicy, incredibly spicy. Oh, yes. so yeah. <laughs> I think your friend will really enjoy that book, even though it's not specifically about van life. It is about the nomadic experience of not having a home base. Um, I also think, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, Jess, but I also think this is it. a book that you you might enjoy the first. I mean, I loved the, all three of the books in this trilogy. I think that if you were genuinely skeptical and weren't sure that you were going to be too excited about books one and two, you could just pick this one up and you would be fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So if you are really excited, just get all in on the van life and the, you know, um, woman and trans man pairing and, you know, like whatever else you would be fine. But I would also encourage you to check out the other two. I don't know. I don't, I'm yeah. just saying. And this is, I have two books that I will offer you as books that I have found, but not yet read for myself to determine whether, once, like I mentioned, whether they're any good. Um, but they do adhere to what you're looking for. Um, one is called Lost Hearts by Ellie Green. It's about a woman who parks her van on the beach and is... Uh, I'm not going to say accosted, but, you know, reprimanded by a local cop. It is sapphic. And then there's Van Life by Nicolette Dane. And that one is more about um, a woman who has been traveling. She arrives at um, a new place and meets someone and isn't really sure if she believes enough in staying in one place to actually like pursue that relationship. So that's those two. I don't know a whole lot about beyond the descriptions that I've read and, you know, the first, first few pages reading to make sure that I, I found the writing enjoyable and that kind of thing. I will say van life is free on Kindle right now. So if your friend reads digitally, then maybe just trying that one out wouldn't hurt because yeah. you're, you're, all, all reward, no, no pain. It's true. Uh, yeah. And again, if other folks have uh, van life romances they want to recommend, send them our way. We'll share them all in our next episode. Uh, okay. Katie has sent us a recommendation, Jess. I'm going to read it for you and let you kick us off. Katie okay. says, my wife doesn't read romance, but she wants to try it. Hooray for Katie and her wife, because mm -hmm. good for you for being willing to, like, try something new. Mm -hmm. um, per Katie, she loves YA and fantasy with great world building and thrillers with surprise twists. Do you have any lesbian romance ideas with either of these themes? Jess, you want to kick us off? Well, the first thing I thought of was even though I knew the end by C.L. Polk. It's a little lighter on the romance than some 
other Polk books. Um, but there is a central love story in it. So I classify that as a romance. Um, but it has both of these things, actually. It's a 1940s style or set um, fantasy, magical urban fantasy set in Chicago in the 1940s. But it is also a mystery with a bit of thrill and a surprise twist. <laughs> so uh, I think I think that your wife might really enjoy it. It's a little gory. Um, but it's sure. not it's not very long and it has some really interesting world building as far as the way that the magic is developed, the people who practice magic are are built out and the hierarchy of magic that you could grow that you continue to discover as you're reading the book so even though it's short i think it actually does a really good job at world building because if there's one thing that cl polk does it's world building yeah yeah i think yeah we're going to talk very shortly about the kind of world building that happens in fantasy and just like speculative fiction romance. Um, mm-hmm. But I will say I, so I took this question kind of two different ways. One in that uh, Katie's life or wife enjoys YA and also that she enjoys fantasy. I sort of split those two up. I'm not sure if that's what you might Katie. So my apologies if not, um, but on the fantasy sort of way end of the spectrum is a book called Thorn by Mm. Anna Burke. Um, This one is relatively new to me. Um, It's kind of a, it's sort of a Beauty and the Beast retelling with little hints of Snow White. So it's Mm. not entirely either. Um, And so I think, I don't know, I, it's a little bit out of my wheelhouse generally, but I I really enjoyed this one. It is essentially so a, father of three daughters who has lost his fortune and whatever goes out hunting into the wilderness one of the daughters asks that he bring back a rose he brings back the rose but many things have gone wrong in the interim and the huntress shows up after he arrives back with the rose and takes rowan who is the oldest daughter the huntress brings rowan back with her to her sort of like winter castle that exists basically in the winter where it's all winter Mm -hmm. all the time and winter is winter and winter Mm. uh i know i'm mentioning winter (laughs) a lot but that's like kind of what this book is so um (laughs) over the course of time in sort of like a beauty and the beast way rowan and the huntress start to develop some feelings like there's some things that happen um i because it was a fantasy book like enjoyed basically everything about this book but i will issue the warning that like Rowan when this book starts is 17 and so and also is a captive and so there are some weird things about this but if you are a fantasy reader they might not bother you as much but I do I did want to give folks kind of the heads up about that um Mm -hmm. again that's Thorn by Anna Burke I think it's a book that we don't necessarily classify as romance but to me it felt like a good romance and a good romance to kind of get started with the other book that I will mention on the YA end of the spectrum in case um, Katie's wife is interested in just like sort of straight up YA that is not fantasy is I would say the Delilah Green series starts with Delilah Green Doesn't Care by Ashley Herring Blake is a good like it has what I feel and I don't read a ton of YA so I will I will confess that up front but it has like a lot of the angst and like the community building of a YA series. Mm-hmm. Like you you start with Delilah Green and kind of the antagonist in that book is the person who ends up being one of the main characters in the second book. And I don't know, it felt like the right amount of drama and like sort of small town angst that it might scratch mm-hmm. that YA itch. And then I will just also really quickly add Devon and Chris plan a wedding um, which is a book that we have talked about before that also has not so much world building exactly, but like there's, it happens on a reality show. They're like fake dating and have to convince their friends that they're actually engaged. And it has like a little bit of that angsty world building twistiness that 
might be the right fit. I don't know. Katie, mm-hmm. I'm going to trust you to like sort of sort through these and figure out what makes the most sense. But um, yeah, I don't know. Those were the ones that came to mind when it comes to either YA or fantasy. So I don't know, Jess, if there's anything you want to add to that. Yeah, I will say that um, I read a different Anna Burke book a, a while ago, and there was Nottingham, um, which is a Robin Hood story so if you're worried about the captive element of it then maybe try a different um Anna Burke book um but yeah and Ashley Herring Blake is a great recommendation because um Katie's wife might have already read some of Ashley Herring Blake's YA so oh yeah that's right it would be a good yeah yeah perfect all right, we've got a f- oof, three or four more of these to get through. We're going to take a quick break, and we will come back and do some more. All right, Jess, we got four more. Are you ready? Um, let's do this. Okay. So we heard from Laura. Hi, Laura. Uh, Laura was kind enough to say that she loves the show. Thank you for that. Good for my soul. Terrible for my TBR. Yep, we get that Same. a lot. Uh, yeah, Same. and actually, yeah, agreed. Um, Laura is looking for a romance for Laura, which is great. Quote, I need basically anything that is not fantasy slash romantic suspense, contemporary regency, all pairings and spice levels. Some recent favorites include The Dead Romantics, Book People, and Anything by Tessa Dare. I'm looking for a series I haven't read yet. I want to get into something super epic and long that is not old and gross slash has weird consent issues. No thanks on Nora Roberts, mom, Laura very relatable content again mm-hmm. we get it uh we will not be recommending nora roberts nora roberts has many good characteristics we are not recommending that to you today um getting back to laura's email i've read deeply and widely so if it's super popular outlander or whatever i probably read it do you have a rare gem for me something you love but you feel like is under read jessica pride what do you have okay so i had trouble with this one because I like a lot of short series, apparently. Um, <laughs> but one that I want to start with is um, the Worth Saga by Courtney Milan. And the first book in that series is Once Upon a Marquis. And we meet the Worths and we meet the Marquis. And <laughs> it's just, it's a great introduction to this amazing family and uh, lots of weird swan puns and all of these people that you're going to meet later in the series that you are introduced to in this first book. Right now, there are only three books in the series, but they're all epic. Like Once Upon a Marquis is probably the least epic and the closest to what you would call like a general your your average romance novel, right? It's got mm-hmm. it's got a couple that they meet and they interact and they fall in love and then they ha- break up and then they get back together and they get married, right? That's sure. that's that's a historical romance plot that, that you're going to find. There are also a couple in between novellas um, that are all really great, but the third book in the series is going to tear you apart. So, um, and also it's like really long, like it's one of those books that I took my time reading, but also I had to because it was really long, but it's super epic. And I think the, even though it's a short series, it will do for you what Tessa Dare has done, where, which is combine that comedy that she's so good at with some heartbreaking elements of of family and friendship and love and romance and um I think you'll I think you'll enjoy it yeah I actually before you had before I saw that you had Courtney Milan already on the list I was thinking of um the Duchess War as like a kickstarter into the Brother Sinister series so I think there's a Mm -hmm. lot of entry points into Courtney Milan that will scratch this itch and I will be honest with you, Laura, I actually explicitly made this request on When in Romance maybe two months ago. That mm-hmm. idea of like being able to fall into a longer series mm-hmm. is 
it just it makes such a difference like three books is great and nobody owes us anything more than any books but it is nice to be able to know that you can read like seven or eight or nine or 12 books and follow the same folks and so i will i'm gonna give you like the same author and give you a rec that i think fits what you're asking for and one that's also a little bit of a stretch but i would encourage you to consider it and that is nalini singh so nalini singh's contemporaries are so Nalini is better known for her side changing series. We're going to come back to that. Uh, but <laughs> I would say that her contemporary romances are actually very underrated. So she has a series that is the hard play series that is about a group of brothers, but there is a related hard love series. I think it's, I always forget what it's called. That is about a group <laughs> of bandmates that it mm-hmm. is a total of like eight or 10 contemporary romances that are all intermixed. One's a little bit more focused on the band. One's a little bit more focused on the family. I think you could start with cherish hard. Um, Mm. and that would be the right way to go. And it is like, it is the kind of series that honestly you could pick it up any time, but you will enjoy it more and see more of like the Easter eggs. If you, if you start towards the beginning, which again, I think cherish hard is probably a good place to start. I will also say as a person who also does not do a lot of fantasy, paranormal, sci-fi, whatever, I would encourage you to check out the Nalini Singh Sai Changeling series. I get it. I know that it's probably not your thing and it seems weird and you might <laughs> not want anything to do with it. But when I read Slave to Sensation, it was probably my first sci-fi romance ever. And I was hooked and read like the next three books in the series and then like paused because again that's not really my subgenre but i would encourage you to at least check out the side changeling series because it will give you exactly what you are looking for which is a lot of a long and deep world of like it will allow you to drop into a series in a way that you won't have to leave anytime soon Mm -hmm. uh so i will say that before I do anything else, Jess, what what else do you have? Um, the second thing, second series that I'm going to recommend is the Game Changers series by Rachel Reed. It is a contemporary hockey series. Um, it is one of the earlier ones. Um, and it is so good. Uh, there are people who would say to skip the first book, which is G- Game Changers, but mm-hmm. I I adored that book and I think it really settles you into the universe. The people who say to skip the first one are hardcore fans of Heated Rivalry, the second book. Maybe you've heard of it because there are some people who can't stop talking. What? Who are those people, Jess? That's so hard for me to imagine who that might be. <laughs> um, it's but hard the to whole say. The whole don't, series. don't Google that title along with When in Romance, because who knows what you might find. <laughs> I think the whole series is really worth picking up. The books between Heated Rivalry and its sequel, like it has a uh not direct, but it has a sequel follow-up with the two characters in Heated Rivalry. I think the books between those really show Rachel Reed's like devotion to the whole universe that she's built and I just I adore every single book in that series I read them so quickly and am sad that there are no more um but I think I think that that is a really good series that you can just really really dig into and from what i recall it does not have any weird consent issues okay that's something right (laughs) we don't know yeah it can be tricky Mm -hmm. um and i so i will all add just a couple more one is um another series that we have talked about on the show but i and it does I don't know. You mentioned specifically that fantasy romantic suspense are not for you. Again, I get it. And also I would encourage you to at least think about maybe checking out Shelley Lawrenson's books because everything else that you wrote matches up with hers. They're, they're more paranormal, maybe sci-fi than fantasy. Um, mm-hmm. I would say pick up hot and badgered by Shelley Lawrenson. 
Mm-hmm. Shelley Lauriston's humor is maybe as close to Tessa Dare as just about anybody that I can think of. And so that is part of what made me think of, of this series for you. It is also, um, Shelley Lauriston has the Hot and Badger series, which is at least at this point four or five books long. There is also um, their Crows something, Crows series. Now I feel terrible. I don't remember what it was. Just stick with um, Hot and Badger for now. Uh, which again, <laughs> it's like, it's sort of contemporary, but if all of the people happen to be shifters, you know, mm-hmm, like again, I would, mm-hmm. I would consider it. And then you mentioned specifically underrated, like not super well-known series. So I was a little bit hesitant to throw this one out there, but I'm going to do it anyway, because it was, it took me 10 or 12 years to get to it. And that is a couple of Lisa Kleypas series. Mm. Um, The first one is the Wallflower series. It's four books. And then you end up, uh, if you pick it back up, the Ravenel series, which is seven books. So you could potentially be like living in this world for 11 books. There's actually another series that you could kind of cram in there that sort of matches up with the two. Here's the tip I'm going to give you. As I mentioned earlier in this podcast, the first book in a series is not always the best. Like it's just a lot of world building. I don't know. If you're not sure about it, I would start with the second book in the Wallflower series. It happened one autumn. I would read that one. I'd read Devil in Winter. And then I would switch over to the Ravenel series. Again, the first one is not the best, but it's great in its own way. Cold Hearted Rake. But you, once you start to get into the second and third books, you start to get into where the connections happen. So... Again, that's like a little complicated. You could just read the whole Wallflower series and jump into the whole Ravenel series. But if you are not sure about it, do the middle two of the Wallflowers, then move over to the Ravenels. If you have questions, send me a note. I will talk you through it. I read basically like 30 books by Lisa Kleypas this year, so I can help you <laughs> sort it out. Uh, but again, it is a, if you're looking to a world to drop into, that is a good one. So those are mine. What else you got, Jess? Okay, one more, and it's not quite a series, but similar to the Kleypas style, you can jump from one to another and you start recognizing people from previous books, people from other series, and that's Christina Stee Jones. Yeah. She is great at sort of, she's starting out with an a concept and then building an entire community around it. Um, she's got several series that range from three to five books. Um, we talked about the Wright Brothers, the first Wright Brothers book in earlier this year or or in a previous book club, probably mm-hmm. like two or three years ago by now. Who even knows? Um, yeah. I've talked about the Love Sisters, which is like the most hilarious novella trilogy ever. There's slightly darker things there's slightly funnier things you can just sort of start reading and have and not have to stop reading her stuff because she she was at 50 maybe a couple years ago so Mm -hmm. I think she's probably working her way towards 75 now um okay maybe not that high but like she is prolific yeah, in super terms of prolific. Books, not years of life, just to be clear. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> fifty books, not fifty years old. Um, but yeah, so if you really want a world to dig into, um, where you come back and you're going to somebody's ice cream shop that was the main character in one book, going to the yoga studio, somebody who was a main character in a different book, going to the barbecue, somebody who was, yeah, you you get where I'm going. It's very interconnected, even though it's not a full series. Um, And, you know, I've been talking about the CCJ uh, television network because it really could happen the, or the cinematic universe. So yeah, I think that one can only hope that that's a good place for you to go if you're just looking for lots of contemporaries to read in the same space. All right, perfect. 
Uh, all right, let's. I think the next one we can actually knock out fairly quickly, Jess, because I did not have a lot to add on this one. So, okay. I'm going to defer to you. Morgan asked a few years ago about fantasy polyamory romances. Would you happen to have any more to recommend since? Okay. Uh, hi, Morgan. I checked to see what year it was that you asked because that helped me determine whether or not I had given you these recommendations. And the main one is A Lady of Rooksgrave Manor by Catherine Moon, which is about a woman in a house of ill repute who brings on an entire collection of monstrous lovers. Most of them are not really monsters. They're human type people with differences monstrousness differences vampire mummy not i don't think there is actually a mummy but you know that kind of invisible man etc etc um and catherine moon actually has a few um series featuring um polyamory white shoes reverse harem whatever term you want to use um in in fantastical situations the other one that I have read is called Written. It's about a witch um, who meets two other magic users who are already in a relationship and they realize that they would match to form a coven. Anyway, um, so definitely check out Catherine Moon. And then um, I am currently reading Pat Queen by Zelda Knight, which is um about three alphas they're different they're all different kinds of shifters and they sort of formed their own little pack um and they they have a vendetta against the organization that sort of trafficked them and several other shifters were trying to make like a super shifter and then they meet Charity, who is part of a shifter family, but is human. And somehow they all know that she is their mate. So oh, all right. um, I haven't really gotten much, gotten very far into that one, but I'm really fascinated by this sort of, well, she is really cool. I like, I love her so far. <laughs> and okay. also I have, I am fascinated by this group of alphas who have formed their own pack of different animals, feline and canine. So, so yeah, um, that one, that one might be of interest to you as well. All right. Like I said, I did not have a lot to add to this. So unless there's anything else you have, Jess, we will, we got two more. Should we jump through? Let's do this. Let's do this. All right. I feel like I've been monopolizing, so I will let you read Abby's question. All right. This one is from Abby. I'd love some suggestions for books on the ace spectrum. I have read That Kind of Guy by Talia Hibbert and The Charm Offensive by Alison Cochran. Both very good. But I haven't found very many ace books. Okay. So this is one of the ones I would say That Kind of Guy is kind of more on the demi-sexual side of the spectrum. I think between Ace books and Demi books, there were, and there's no way Abby would know this because we, um, Abby sent their request before we did our last episode. So we, Mm -hmm. I would point Abby toward that direction of our last episode because we have been talking about these books a lot, which has been awesome. Thank you all for sending these direct requests. Um, It's a great excuse to, you know, be able to dive into a, you know, a section of books that are not as common. Um, So I would point Abby toward two books. One that I talked about last time, which is The Romantic Agenda by Claire Kahn, um, which I think is one of the best. It is, as I mentioned last time, in a shocking turn of events, third person present. It might be the (laughs) only third person present tense book that I have ever finished, uh, which should tell you everything you need to know about how great it is. But Mm -hmm. I did also think there's a lot that's great about this book because it doesn't center exactly on the fact that one of the main characters is ace but it does take it into account in a way that's not dismissive right Mm -hmm. like the character who is ace does have to kind of negotiate what her limits are with the partner that she is you know building and developing in this book and um 
so I would absolutely recommend that. And Claire Codd generally has written other books on kind of the same themes. So that is great. Uh, the other one I would recommend, and it's, gosh, it has been now uh, four or five years since I've read it. But Play It Again by Aidan Wayne is one that we have talked about a fair amount um, that has an ace main character. So mm -hmm. I'm going to throw that one out there, too, because other folks on the When in Romance sort of book riot team um, suggested that one as a possible read. So between those two and this, the episodes that we did last week, I think um, that's a good place to start. Jess, I don't know what you would add to that. Um, I just wanted to throw out, I don't think I've discussed them before. And, um, you know, some people might not read this author because of um, his past discussion of the way that he came up with the plan for a different book and also some of his uh, copaganda in yet a different book. Um, but I did want to throw out, should you be interested uh, a duology, how to be a normal person and how to be a movie star, um, how to be a normal person. The central character is ace, how to be a movie star. The central character is demisexual. Um, mm -hmm. I actually really like the main character and narrator of how to be a movie star a little more. Um, and I think it's just a delightful book all around. Um, but um Definitely check out both of those if you're looking for a different representation of uh, how to how to be. <laughs> how to be, just generally. Mm -hmm. Oh, and it's by T.J. Klune. I realize I didn't actually say that. Oh, I sure. just mentioned yeah. his other stuff. <laughs> That's important. But also, all of these titles will be in the show notes. So you'll be mm -hmm. able to find them, everybody. All right, Jess, one more. Can we cram in one, one more, more before we close we got out? this. Okay. All right. Go for it. This is from Winter. Winter is looking for a book where the main character is basically Beth Dutton. Uh, if you haven't watched Yellowstone, you should watch it. Um, Beth Dutton, <laughs> a badass boss bitch with a smart mouth and no time for tomfoolery. I love that definition of her. Um, it doesn't have to be about ranches or cowboys, just a main character with those vibes. Um, Winter is tired of the little broken girl that needs rescuing. So, Trisha, what do you have? All right. So I know I will be honest. I have not read Yellow or watched Red. I have not watched Yellowstone or read it. If there's a novelization of it, so I had to rely on Winter's description of Beth Dutton, and I actually did end up with two at least kind of Western books. The first is a uh, the third book in a series we've talked about before, and that's called A Thorn in the Saddle by Rebecca Weatherspoon. I actually think that in their own ways, all three of the, the all three of these books are male female books. Um, mm -hmm. I think all three of the female main characters in these books are badass in their own way. Uh, mm -hmm. But I will say the third one I think um, is probably it's Lily Grace who basically tells the person who has kind of assumed the leadership and patriarchy kind of of this ranch sort of through family obligation, which is one of the, I think really just interesting themes of the series. Um, so that's Jesse and he loses his temper with Lily Grace. And she is sort of like, Nope, we're not doing this. Like I am mm -hmm. not going to let you talk to me this way. You actually cannot interact with me until you apologize. And I, I'm fine with that. Like I, I need you less than you need me. So I don't mm. even want to hear about it. And I think this is, it's a series where if you've read the other two books, there are some things about it that you might enjoy more, but I read the third book probably a year plus after I'd read the other two and didn't have any trouble. I think it's, this is actually my favorite book in the series because it does deal with what the expectations are that we have a family and particularly of like this oldest brother who is expected to take on these certain things and what he wants versus what his family expects. And I just thought it was a really, really great book. So I would start by saying just a thorn in the saddle by Rebecca Weatherspoon is wonderful. The other one I will throw out here um, is wild rain by Beverly Jenkins, which has one of 
the strongest Beverly Jenkins heroines I have read, which is saying something because Beverly <laughs> Jenkins does strong heroines like nobody else. Um, so Spring, who is uh, one of the main characters of this book, is she's running her own ranch. She does not wear dresses. She wears pants. She, to be very clear before anybody picks this book up, she does have a pretty significant history of trauma. Um, mm. So I would warn folks about that if that is a little bit of a trigger for anybody or a major trigger for anybody. Um, but she knows exactly what she wants and she is willing to tell people what she wants. And uh, she has met this like male hero, hero, whatever we call him, um, <laughs> to, who is Garrett is his name. And he is just like very sweet and willing generally to kind of, give her what she needs and what she wants. They do hit a conflict about where they're not sure where their disagreement will lead them. But um, I just really, really love this book. And I would, if you are looking for a heroine who has no patience for nonsense and, uh, you know, no time for tomfoolery, as Winter said, I would very much recommend either of these books. Um, so anyway, Jess, I will let you close us out with a couple more records on this on this question. Sure. I will add that there are so many Beverly Jenkins heroines who would fit this right. bill. Yeah. I mean, Spring's sister-in-law shoots her future husband by accident. Oh, yeah. I mm -hmm. mean, as happens. by accident, but We've all been she there. still shoots him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, in a very different direction, the first one I want to talk about is before I Let Go by Kennedy Ryan, which you might not have expected me to recommend what? Um, based, on, <laughs> based on Beth Dutton. But uh, I think actually the main character of Before I Let Go really, really fits into the Beth Dutton mold of trauma and, yeah. and a history of just having to deal and not utilizing it in the best way but one thing that she has that beth dutton maybe hasn't tried is therapy um so there's that going for you but sure. if you haven't if you are unfamiliar with before i let go it's a second chance romance between a, a divorced couple who still has to live their lives in conjunction because they have children and a business together um but they might still love each other and oh, the the book is all about them them dealing with that and that also made me think about Yellowstone and Beth Dutton if you know you know and if you don't know watch Yellowstone um <laughs> but um so yeah that was before I let go and finally I want to recommend Hotel of Secrets by Diana Biller. How what, am who? I the one who? recommending a <laughs> Diana Biller book? On this? Fair question. It's like, you've got Rebecca, I've got Diana. What's I happening? Know. What in are this we world? doing? <laughs> um, but Hotel of Secrets is uh, a late Victorian belly pock, uh, whatever period you want to call it. Um, Viennese romance in which a woman just wants to run her hotel and then all of these things start happening including the arrival of an American who is probably a spy and things start happening people want to kill her he's yeah. trying to save her she just wants to like have affairs and run her hotel and she that's is a dream. that's all right? any of us want right and she's just she is that that character that like hard but sweet but takes no stuff kind of character who runs a business and yeah. wants wants to do well at it and wants to do better at it than anybody else yeah. because that's the goal that's yeah. always the goal yeah so yeah, Got Hotel of Secrets. 
I love any podcast that ends with Diana Biller and it gives me an excuse to tell people that if you need 30 minutes, 40 minutes away from your family this holiday season, read A Christmas Spark by Diana Biller. Mm. It will just give you the breath of fresh air that you need and like the lovely moment of delightedness with a, again, a woman who has no time for tomfoolery and it's very good (laughs) from the beginning. From the beginning. All right. I think we did it, Jess. We, we are we done. Do. Anyway. We made it through. We made it. Um, please, please do. As we mentioned early on in the episode, if you have recommendations uh, for anybody who sent us a request that you think we missed or that you think would be a great supplement to what we offered, please, please, please let us know. We know that we have not read every book in every subgenre of romance over the course of mm-hmm. time. And as much as we regret it, we're able to accept that fact about ourselves. Yes. So uh, mm-hmm. please do let us know. Um, and let us know what you're reading, what you're thinking about. Let us know what you're thinking about the princess and the grilled cheese sandwich, which we'll be talking mm-hmm. about. I would guess just that probably our next episode will be our best of picks for 2023. Um, yes. So if folks have their best of picks for 2023 that they want to share with us, please feel free. You know how to reach us. You can always email mm-hmm. us at one in romance at bookriot.com. Um, or feel free to reach out to me on Blue Sky or Instagram at Trisha Haley Brown. Just give us all of your many social media handles. I am on the Hell site and Blue Sky at Jess's Reading, all one word. <laughs> I am on Instagram at Jess underscore is underscore reading and on the clock app at Jess underscore is reading. All right. There it is. Um, there it is. Many, many thanks to everybody who sent in their requests. I, we hope that we were able to at least give you something that you could start with. Um, but it does make our lives more interesting to be able to try to find the books that you are looking for. So thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to send us those requests. Yes, we appreciate it. And it helps us find things that we never would have thought of. For real, it absolutely does. Um, yeah, we're looking forward to talking to y'all again in a couple of weeks in December. Uh, in the meantime, I think, what else we have, Jess? That's it. If you're reading, happy reading. <laughs>